Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's been a slightly disappointing result at Ellen Road, a 1-0 defeat that leaves us in 16th, but eight points clear of the relegation zone. But I don't think it was a disastrous performance at all. I think there's still some positives to take out of it. But to help me talk through this, I've uh, been joined by Eric Ogard. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. Hello, Paul. Hello there. So we both went to the game yesterday. It was a bit of a journey, wasn't it? Getting there and everything. Um, had a good time, apart from one moment in the second half. But we kind of both expected that a little bit before the game, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we set off. There was there was no traffic on the M1. It was perfect. We got up there in good time. Um, for, for such a massive club, it did take forever to find somewhere to park, which I thought was a bit strange. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, I mean, we said it on the way up in the car. We'd take a point all day long. We weren't expecting much. Leeds are flying high on the table. Uh, we're not. Our form is pretty bad. So yeah, we, especially in the first half, thought we did okay. So we can't be too disappointed. But obviously, going away and beating Leeds would have been, would have been really nice. But oh, not to yeah. No, it would have been very nice. And we weren't that far away from getting that point. It was just that one moment of genius. I want to say genius, maybe that's a little bit too far, actually, from Hernandez. A little bit of skill and a little bit of luck in multiple situations. But going back to the beginning of the game, we also had Ovi Ajari in the original starting lineup, And then he's, uh, as we found out after the match, a slight tweak of his groin. So Michael Alise comes into the starting lineup, and Pele was also back as well. What did you think of Michael Alise yesterday? Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely got potential, hasn't he? He shows flashes of absolute brilliance, like the little pirouette thing that he did. You're thinking, we've got a player here. Very similar to you know some things that Ajaria does, but uh, I think playing him out on the left, I felt a little bit sorry for him because he was up against Helder Costa on that wing. And so defensively, you know, he's not the best. But yeah, certainly going forward, you know, he showed a lot of confidence, very calm on the ball. Um, I like him. He's a he's a real prospect, and hopefully he can get more game time and and kind of become a regular in the side. He's still really young, so is he eighteen? Um, yeah, so. Hopefully he can you know nail down a sort of semi regular place this season, perhaps be a regular next season, and then he can go on to be a real force in the team. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. He's a real talent, and kind of he faded in the second half, but um, the whole of the team did. That was not down to Michael Aliso. I think he just um, next, didn't he? Because he yeah. was playing out on that wing and he was you know, ha- having to help out Richards quite a lot. Um, there was a lot of attacks in that first half down the right-hand side. And he was also then trying to break forward and trying to create something. So, yeah, I think he just ran out of legs. And, you know, to come in on sort of five minutes' notice, it can't be easy. No, not at all. I mean, I think to put in the performance that he did after such... Uh, Short notice, I think, was uh, really impressive. And um, I don't know. I think that kind of there was an early chance on in the game when there was a right opportunity for Leeds down that right-hand side when Helder Costa probably should have scored when Liam Moore gets caught out. What did you think of that chance, uh, Eric? Yeah, I think it was a slip, wasn't it? I think he, he potentially, Liam Moore, he was, he was unlucky because I think he actually slipped rather than... Um, Rather than uh, making a mistake, I think obviously um, would have been would have been better if he stayed on his feet. But I think he slipped and then held the Costa. I mean, for sure he should have at least got a shot on target. But 
Um, yeah, it wasn't to be. I thought it was going to, you know, when we were standing there, I thought it was going in for sure. <laughs> I thought it was a goal. Yeah, definitely. That would not have been, that would have been the worst case scenario, wouldn't it? A yeah. goal after only four minutes. Um, that would have, that could have led to um, very bad times. Leeds would have had their tails up. They would have been uh, flying on confidence. But that didn't happen. And in the first half, I've got to say, I thought we were set up really well. We really restricted um, Leeds for any chances. They couldn't get behind us at all, really, in that first half. And Swift, uh, Rinomoto all had good games. Pele came back into the team and he was... He's a class above some of the players that we've seen at Reading, I think, in the last few years. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. He's he's the kind of similar replacement to like a legit would or someone like that, isn't he? He's a real force for physical presence in the middle. What I really liked yesterday is how we, we set up and we put Rinomoto on Calvin Phillips in their midfield, who, who kind of pulls the strings. And he, you could watch Calvin Phillips. He was walking all over the pitch trying to get space and Rinomoto was just following him. Um, unfortunately for Leeds, Calvin Phillips went off injured, but after that, Rinomoto, I don't think he sort of knew what to do with himself a little bit in that second half. Yeah, he was playing in a slightly more advanced role, wasn't he? Which is not necessarily his kind of natural position. I mean, yeah. he did okay at all. I mean, it's not like saying he was bad or anything, but you could tell he doesn't have that little bit of creativity in his kind of like play, which is not, not as a, a downside on him. There's been a little bit of criticism of players like George, just basically George Puskas after his performance yesterday. It's got an ongoing trend, and I definitely have been critical of him at points, so I'm not going to say I haven't been amongst that group. But going to the game and actually watching him, I thought he held up the ball okay yesterday. Yeah, he could do a little bit better, but I think there's signs of improvement there. He's also got two goals in his last three matches. He had no chances yesterday. You could have any strikers up there. And he didn't miss a single thing, did he, Eric? No, I think he, his decision-making sometimes is a little bit questionable. But I, as you know, I've been a massive defender of George Puskas when we have these discussions because I think, you know, he's a foreign player. He's come in, he's been injured, been in and out of the team. He's living in a foreign country. He's still young. Was he 23? Um, I just think he, he deserves to, to have a chance to kind of work through this kind of tough spell that he went through and he did he has scored two in the last three like you say um the other question would be is if if one up front is his best position and I suppose that's where you could ask questions like could he would he be better in a front two potentially but uh yeah I certainly think he did okay yesterday he didn't really have a lot to go off he had one sort of weak shot that that the keeper made an easy save and then he also had one chance at the end where he could have opened up and had a shot but he tried to take the player on and it didn't quite come off and you're you're a little bit disappointed you think have a have a shot but you know it was still quite far out so it was a difficult chance yeah it definitely was a difficult chance two players i think played well yesterday was liam moore apart from that early misjudgment and uh michael morrison i think morrison's just been for a free signing i think he's been an exceptional signing i think yeah. he's just really getting better and better yeah, you look at Patrick Bamford, who was up against Morrison for most of it. You know, he didn't really have that many clear-cut chances. He had the odd kind of half chance, but Morrison nullified him quite well, I thought. And, uh, yeah, you've got to say he's uh, he's been a, one of the positive surprises out of the sort of summer transfers is how good Morrison's been. Because I, I always thought that we would stick with Mora Miazga from the back of last season, but that's obviously Bowen's seen the experience that Morrison has at this level. And, yeah, he's playing well. Yeah, definitely. So we went into the last kind of 
five minutes of the first half and then Leeds kind of stepped it up slowly and showed a little glimpse of what they were going to do in the second half. We've managed to get some more pressure up the pitch into our final third and then there was a chance for Helder Costa, which Liam Moore puts in a really good block. Then there was a moment when Mate switches off and Alioski, who came on as a substitute in the first half, just gets in behind us and really probably should score, but Raphael makes a good save straight at him, but it's a, another game when Raphael's making saves, but when the goal comes, he can't do anything about it, but he's making all the simple ones. I think Raphael's going to be... I think you'd be hard-pressed to say he hasn't been our most successful signing of last summer. Do you think that's fair? No, I think I think you're right. I think he, does the, he doesn't make many sort of really clear mistakes like um, Virginia did when he was in the team. You know, he does the simple stuff well. Equally, he doesn't pull off the sort of worldy, spectacular saves that Emmy Martinez did, for example. So you kind of put him somewhere in the middle, not quite as good as Martinez, but certainly much better than Virginia. And I think the biggest thing is he gives a lot more confidence to the back four than what Virginia did. Because when Virginia played, you could just see the back four were, were nervous about who was behind them. Um, he's played for Brazil, you know, he's got the pedigree, but um, he, he's definitely not up there with Emmy, I wouldn't think. What do you think? No, no, I agree with that. He hasn't got that extra um, uh, star quality that Martinez had. He had something extra that made him uh, that Arsenal level. I mean, yeah, yeah, I just don't think he's quite got that. I'd love it if he did have that. He showed it in a little glimpse in that Fulham, kind of like that period in that four-game matches, four matches over the Christmas period. He, he was kind of almost Emmy levels. But yeah, overall, he's a little notch below. Emmy kind of was capable of hitting nines out of tens, and Raphael's maybe more of a seven to eight kind of guy, isn't he? I mean, that's pretty good. It's well, not bad. Out of 10, which is what you what you want from your keeper, really. We, we we were lucky that we found Martinez for a season because clearly he's playing at a much higher level, and uh, I really yeah. hope to see him go on and play for Arsenal properly. You know, getting the team, but at the moment he's not. We'll see. No, no. Yeah, you do think he needs to get to a team where he's playing game after game. He's getting 30, 40 games a season because it's a bit of a waste, really, I think. I mean, he, he obviously loves being at Arsenal because he's such a huge club. But getting back to the game uh, yesterday, 57th minute was the moment that it all changed for us. Now, there's a kind of combination of small little errors and luck here for Leeds. There's Omar Richards. He tries to kind of clear the ball, but he plays it straight into the path of the Leeds player. Then gets the that goes across the, the box. Hernandez has a shot. Now, I've heard Liam Moore talking about this, and he says that if he'd have lifted his foot at that point and let the ball go through, it would have been an easy save for Rafael. But yeah, such a tough decision when the ball's coming across. The defender's natural instinct is to kind of block it isn't it i can see why that's happened eric yeah you 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 can't in a split second expect him to see that it's not a really strong shot and lift it so that's impossible so no blames on liam moore for that it was like the perfect storm of kind of a little bit of bad defending a little bit of good fortune and then a little bit of good skill from from hernandez with you know with calvin phillips off the pitch hernandez is probably Leeds' best player um, so the one player you don't want that sort of opportunity to fall to is is Hernandez. And, uh, yeah, it was a great finish in the end. Yeah, it was. He just needed that little bit of luck, didn't he? Because Liam Moore puts the tackle in, and it's not quite strong enough because he doesn't want to give away the penalty as well. So it's that balance. Yeah. 
Then it falls perfectly for him and Raphael, as we discussed, there's another one of those goals that he has absolutely no chance of saving. It's so close. Um, yeah. He's got the whole goal to aim at, hasn't he? The biggest uh, frustration for me was, you know, with the away tier being split with home fans down below us, is that half the home fans, rather than celebrating with their team, decide to turn around and go to, you know, the massively threatening Reading fans, you know, absolutely <laughs> pathetic. But uh, but there we go. <laughs> well, you know, the Berkshire boys, don't you? We are known for our absolute hooligan behaviour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you just think, like, if you're a Leeds fan, you, you've also paid 40 quid. 40 quid, well, 39, but still, to be there. Um, and then you're spending half your game turning around looking at the away fans in the complete wrong direction. You know, it's a bit strange, but... No, it was a lot of that, wasn't it? I noticed that throughout the whole of the match, and some people in particular, who just... I reckon you're right, 50% of that match, they didn't even know there was a game going on. They yeah. just spoke for the abuse. And that's yeah. what people, some people do, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's the way that it makes them tick. They're obviously not the, the regular fans that go because they they had what so was a big been, day out for them seeing Reading, wasn't it, Eric? Yeah, they, would, they, would have, they were in the stand that would have been our allocated stand yeah. if we'd have sold more tickets. Not that we didn't do a bad effort, by the way. We looked it up before this. We started this. Eight hundred and six Reading fans. So for thirty nine pound a ticket for a four hour journey up to Leeds, um, five start coaches. I think it was eight hundred and six fans. I don't think it's a bad effort and. Yes, people moan and people care about the number of fans that attend, and it's it's a bit of a boring discussion. But actually, I don't think it's a bad effort. No, I don't think it's bad at all. And a big shout out to George uh, Williamson, who's uh, born in Leeds and uh, a Reading fan. So that is some effort, isn't it? Yeah, and his, dad <laughs> was, his dad was in the stand opposite, massive Leeds fan, but he's a <laughs> yeah, he's a loyal royal. So yeah, fair play to George. He came and stood with us in the end. Uh, shame he didn't get to have the bragging rights. Uh, for all his family and friends. Um, hopefully next time we play them. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully when we uh, beat them. Yeah, and, uh, that the would be point, nice. Yeah, the other point around this is that Ellen Road obviously has quite a good reputation, but it's actually not a very nice stadium. It's got poles in the way. It's quite old. And um, they're, they're building a car park outside in the middle of the season. And you're thinking for, for Leeds, you know, the way their fans go on and they're such a massive club, you know, the, the infrastructure is pretty shoddy to be honest <laughs> yeah it's crap no, it is no i'm not uh, leeds good atmosphere so when they scored and everything but before that it wasn't that amazing or anything it's just like a normal football ground isn't it like all the others there's tension yeah. if you don't score and we've seen it with reading over the years when we got promoted you're as tense as anything and until you score that goal it doesn't matter who you're playing you're worried and in the last moments of that game we almost had the opportunity to score and maybe we should have scored there's some debate whether it was a penalty. I don't think it was a penalty. Liam Moore receives the ball. He's playing up front at this point, which totally confused Leeds. They didn't know how to deal with that situation. And uh, Bielsa talked about that after the match. But he gets a really nice touch, gets into the penalty area. Now there's a push from the Leeds defender on him. I don't think that's a penalty, do you? It was really, first of all, I couldn't see because of the pole in the yeah. way. It's only because we've seen it back on video. When you yeah. were at the game, didn't know this at all. <laughs> Road Stadium, I couldn't see in real time. Looking at the still image that the Reading FC account tweeted, you could see why there was an argument for a pen, but the actual video uh, would have been soft. You've seen them given, but it would have been soft. The one question I have um, for you is, obviously, that we put Liam Moore up front and... 
what's Liam Moore's goal scoring record like? I know that, yeah, he probably wasn't up there to score, but he was probably up there to cause chaos more than anything. But compare it to Michael Morrison's goal record. And Morrison's actually, I think he scored seven or eight last year. He's got a few for us. So mm -hmm. I would be tempted to put Morrison. What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, that is an interesting move there. <laughs> I'm not sure on that yeah. one. From set pieces, yeah, definitely. Um, from If you're going to play it just a long ball up to the front, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I could see the logic in that. I would say that Liam Moore is more mobile. I think that is a fair oh. enough point. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. just for a target to hit, if you're going to say to him, okay, you kind of stand on the edge of the penalty area, that kind of area around there, yeah. and just move there, and we're going to hit it to you, yeah, maybe that could have worked because Liam Moore obviously is yeah, a little bit more pace than Morrison as well. So yeah, defensively, it worked. How many goals has Liam Moore got for us? Uh, and uh, got hardly any. The last time he scored for us was against Derby County, only after a few days after he signed his contract. And that was yeah. a while ago now. That wasn't even this season, obviously. It's the season before. It's a long time ago now. One for you to uh, to bring up and ask him if you do another pod with him at some point. <laughs> I did bring it up with him before, yeah, and he said yeah. he was going through a drought, and that was about a year ago. I think that was maybe in the first one, so it's, the, it's not so much a drought now. <laughs> kind of, it's like a camel. It's a desert, yeah. yeah. He's completely He's not, uh, dried out. He's like sandpaper. Yeah, one day he will find that goal, but hit in the back of the net. It was a good save, though. It was yeah. a good save on Casillas. It was just... Liam Moore just takes a slightly bad touch, just a real fractional one. It was not a horrendous one, but he gets to, he hits the kind of, he tries to lift it slightly, but he's on the stretch. If he hits another foot higher, maybe not even that, it's a goal. And there would have been absolute, well, there would have been limbs in the way. And that would have been so enjoyable, wouldn't it? Oh, it would have, been, it would have made the drive home uh, a lot nicer. Uh, I, it wasn't a bad drive home, no, but it's yeah. fine. Certainly going away with a point would have felt like a victory almost. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately it wasn't to be. But, you know, we've been to many, many home and away games where sometimes it's just not quite to be and you just have to suck it up. And we, we go again. Uh, we've got a short turn around on the home game coming up. So, yes, we have got Wigan on Tuesday. And I'm a little bit worried about that one. I really don't think we should underestimate Wigan. I know they're 22nd in the table, but their far form is way better than ours. Um, in the last six games, their form has put them in the top 10 of the form table. Um, more worryingly, we have the 23rd worst home record out of the whole of the league so far in the championship. That is abysmal. Uh, are you yeah. concerned about this game, Eric? First of all, it's on Wednesday, in case anyone... Is it on Wednesday? Wow, Wednesday. not too early. Just, I don't want to be responsible for anyone turning up on Tuesday night. <laughs> I actually think in my head it's a Tuesday with Reading. Okay, it's Wednesday then. I've been listening to the pod. <laughs> I don't want anybody <laughs> to turn up Tuesday night. Um, yeah, it's Wednesday, 8 o'clock. But yeah, um, I, I'm concerned because Wigan uh, under uh, Paul Cook, is it? Uh, they just don't tend to play football. The games tend to be very, very scrappy. They tend to be long balls up to um, tall striker. It tends to be sort of time-wasting, long throws, all that kind of stuff that is not very enjoyable to watch as a fan. And also, because of the kind of profile of some of our players, like a Swift, like an Ajaria, like a Bulldog, you know, the, 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 it's not really suited to their game. Um, so, yeah, I can see it being quite a scrappy affair. Uh, obviously, we had that quite dramatic game 
uh, recently, Wigan at home, where we where we got the late winner, uh, which was nice. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm not super confident. I think it might be scrappy. Uh, what do you think? No, definitely. Well, the stats back you up, and they're they're fourth in the aggression uh, table for the whole of the league with 68 yellows and four red cards. They are not going to lie down, and uh, they are desperate to get out of that relegation zone. We know what it was like. We were there last season. And the thing is, if we lose this match, they will only be five points away from us, and we will be back in that scrap. If you're only five points away, I'd say you're part of that relegation fight. Um, On the opposite side of that, if we win, it's 11 points clear. And you've got to think then, you've got 45 points, we're probably going to be safe. It's a real game to kind of in the next two games, as well as the Barnsley one, it's an opportunity to kind of kill the season in some ways in February. But we'd love to see that because you have that kind of security. We've had too many seasons in the last few years when we've gone to the last game or very near to that when we're hanging on. So what kind of team do you think we should play against Wigan? A similar team or change it up? Maybe put a more attacking player in instead of Rinomoto, maybe? Maybe if Ajari's fit, would you play him? Potentially, yeah. Uh, well, I think you should always try and play your best team, right? So um, it's hard to, to kind of say what our best team is. But, you know, be, be, being in mind, Wigan are quite physical. Um, I'm hoping we play with Pele and Rinomota at least. Have a solid base, more Morrison. Um, up front, uh, maybe Joao. I don't know if he's ready to come back. I saw videos of him. On the training ground. I think he's still about a month away, Joe. So. A month away. Okay. Yeah, so maybe not Joe, but then you'd say who's the next most physical forward. It's, again, a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, what is your prediction on that one, Eric? Well, on who will play? Or does... No, the match prediction. Oh, the game. Um, I think it'll be low scoring. I think it'll be sort of... I could see a one nil either way or a one all, but hopefully, you know, a one one nil win to Reading. You'd say the progression we've shown now under Bowen, the sort of form we had over Christmas. I know that that's long gone, but against a team that is lower down the leagues, uh, considering we we gave Leeds a sort of good fight, we just didn't have the quality. You'd hope that we'd we'd be on the right side of the result. Yeah, I think if you play at the level that we did in the first half. Uh, yesterday against uh, Wigan I think we're going to be fine as long as we're professional and we don't kind of slip in our standards and have sloppy starts we should be able to get a win Uh, whether we will or not we will find out on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday whenever the day the match is on What what do you think on the team? Do you think we should play someone like Charlie Adam for creativity and or experience? Yeah maybe I think in that kind of game I think we could play Charlie Adam because I think we need someone with a little bit more guard in midfield because uh, Rinomoto's good, but if you've got Pele in there already, it's a game you want to win as well. Yesterday was a game that we set up to counter-attack and kind of have really solid base. I think we will have to be a little bit more open again against Wigan. The first goal is key. If we get that against Wigan, I think we're going to I think we're going to win. A record is pretty good. I know we've had some incidents yesterday when that hasn't one against West Brom when we took the lead but overall the whole season since Bowen's come in it's been a good sign when we take the lead Sheffield Wednesday being a, a recent example of that you know that went quite well but yeah I'm gonna say 2-1 win against Wigan that is my prediction yeah I'm gonna say 1-0 I think 1-0 we'll we'll win it'll be a scrappy affair and we'll win 1-0 
It'll be freezing and uh, yes, yeah, it will be freezing. Yeah, but it can't be much colder and windier than yesterday, Eric. Yeah. Uh, like, you just want to put the season to bed now. You don't yeah. like. I think we've said for a fair while now that we don't think we're in a relegation scrap. If we all of a sudden, you know, you look at Barnsley, they've recently picked up their form. We're going to pick up their form. I think we're something. We're twenty third worst, so second yeah, worst. Yeah, twenty third worst. Yeah, record. So certainly you'd want um, us to improve on that between now and the end of the season, uh, the home record especially. And you think we're games Wigan and Barnsley coming up. Um, hopefully, six out of six points. Um, I think that's got to be the minimum expectation. I think anything other than that is slightly disappointing. No, I agree. It has to be six. That that's what we should be looking at there. The quality that we've been playing at. For our away matches, we have to transfer into our home matches. So thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we will be back after the Wigan match and uh, hopefully talking about a win. So cheers. <laughs>